I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good day. Welcome to the COV. Andrew, joined by Carl. Carl. Yeah, we, well, it looks like we're uh, ending the week again on a positive note. Yeah, it does seem that way. Um, we're recording this with, what, 45 minutes left to go on the day's trade. And uh, we're just over the top of that 7,000 level, which, um, you know, key psychological level that the market has struggled at all week. So I think it'd be a, a very positive way to, to end the five days of trade if we can close above there, especially heading into into earnings in the next few weeks. Yeah, you mentioned earnings, of course, really getting going next week. And of course, we're still seeing that come out of the US and that has largely buoyed the US market. Some impressive mm. results there. Yeah, better than expected, right? Um, and some really, really solid I think price responses to uh, a lot of that news just sort of, I guess, indicating the kind of pessimism that was baked into the market. In fact, I had Kyle Kapalinga on the show today saying that the NASDAQ is up 20% from its lows, ergo, we're in a bull market. So take that for what you will. But uh, yeah, clearly um, a little bit of positivity there, although we, we have seen the, the narrative around the Fed change again this week, but that's, uh, that's one for another day. Of course, the backdrop being what's going on on the macro level yeah. and uh, certainly quite a bit of movement there, not the least being what the Bank of England did overnight, lifting mm. basis points, uh, lifting 50 basis points. Um, that's a highest hike in, uh, in some 27 years. But that wasn't a surprise. What was a surprise is where inflation is forecast to go, close to 13.5% by October. And the outlook for recession, which looks as though it's going to be deep and long. Yeah, stagflation, I think that uh, would fit the definition of. So I think, yeah, it certainly casts a pull over the markets to, to end the week. And I think it's perhaps, or at least talking to some of our guests, um, an omen for things to come uh, when it comes to other central banks, other major economies across the world as high inflation and uh, weaker growth riddle the global economy. And, we, of course, we've got the update, too, from the Reserve Bank today following its yeah. um, latest policy decision on Tuesday came out with its statement on monetary policy. What, what did you uh, make of what it had to say, Carl? Well, I think um, really it was just the updated forecasts that uh, that was key. I had a chat to Adelaide Timbrell Trim- uh, from ANZ, senior economist there, who broke things down on the big picture very articulately. So I encourage everyone to go and watch that interview, of course. But um, I think the key is, and they told us all this on Tuesday, is that uh, inflation seven three quarters percent by the end of 2022, but downgrading their growth forecasts. And um, again, uh, another central bank there painting a, a less than rosy picture about the economic future uh, for, for Australia, albeit with, you know, obviously still in a reasonably strong labour market. And also this week, of course, um, rising geopolitical tensions between Ooh, China yes. and the US uh, provoked by uh, Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, of course. And well, that's all good well for gold. It seems to have performed very, very well, along with a you know, drop in yields and we've got inflation expectations Dropping a little bit um, on the basis for lower oil price, gold has seemingly been buoyed by those lower yields and a, and a, a weaker dollar, and yeah, it seemed to got to get a little bit of a kick up 
when uh, Nancy Pelosi touched boots on the ground there for a few days and yeah, we're all still seeing the fallouts. Citrus Wars, Stephen mm. Kukulis called it during the week and uh, banning sand exports, uh, China that is, uh, to, to Taiwan. So um, yeah, clearly just uh, uh, one to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, commodities remaining in focus. Of course, a lot of volatility there. That has come off significantly uh, recently uh, given how cyclical... It is. I was speaking with uh, Gavin Went from Mine Life Report uh, early this morning just to talk us through what's going on there. Certainly uh, saying that he's seeing that turnaround in gold, but uh, also oil having come off. Now back to the levels that it was at the beginning or just prior to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Well, that problem solved then, isn't it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that, that is pretty concerning, isn't it? Because we keep getting told about this sort of supply tightness. Um, you know, if you, if you do like to watch the oil markets, the, the kind of backward, the backwardation, the curve and what have you, um, talking to, you know, the clear undersupply in, in many ways of um, uh, oil are expected to be going forward. But uh, we've got that spot price just continuing to edge lower. And as a barometer of global growth, it doesn't fill you with much, uh, much optimism about the future necessarily. All right, well, let's turn our attention to stock of the day on the call. Claude Walker from A Rich Life and Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital with Friday's buys from the guys. And uh, they were looking today at Alcidian and Global Health. Let's have a listen to see what they said. Global Health, I won't shy away from it. It's been the, the ugly stepchild of the, the med tech space. But that being said, I, you know, it's, it's a stock I've held for a while, but have recently sort of really grown some conviction in the, in the near-term outlook, but, but also into that sort of medium, longer term as well. Um, and, and the reason for that, it's not a true turnaround business, um, but it, it was probably a business that had some, some untapped potential. In its most recent quarterly, it had its strongest quarter ever in terms of free cash flow and also receipts from customers. That's a really strong sign. The company's talking about being basically break even, one would hope from now on. Perhaps not every single quarter because the September quarter does tend to be a little bit weaker than that uh, June quarter. So it may not be a perfect run from here, but I think Mm. it looks like the company's crossed over into cash flow positive. I would hope to see perhaps not a profit in FY 2023, but certainly I would be hoping as a shareholder for a profit in FY 2024. We could see it making that transition from I guess, the really high-risk, loss-making growth stocks to more of a profitability, yeah. uh, profit growth company. And, and that's what I'm interested in. So I actually bought some shares, some more shares yesterday. I already held some. There are Friday's buys from the guys. There you go. What a way to end the week. All right. So, well, speaking of ending the week, of course, the big data drop tonight. Mm-hmm. Non-farm payrolls. What are we expecting? Okay. Well, I'll go through the stats for you. 250K uh, job uh, expected, headline number. Um, so 250,000 jobs expected to be added to the US economy in July. Unemployment rate steady, 3.6%. Wage growth, 0.3%. So slowing jobs growth in the US economy. We've been seeing that in a few weeks, actually, in the weekly um, jobless claims figures. Um, But all in all, reasonably positive. And you dare say that the key figure there, well, there's two ways that this could could go wrong. Wages grow, it's a strong number. Wages are are much faster than expected. There you go. There's a chance for a 75 uh, point rate hike from the the Fed in September, or things are slowing down much more uh, quickly Mm. than expected. Uh, and we get a uh, miss in the top line jobs number. That would also be bad. Goldilocks hit 
the nail on the head and sentiment stays fine. Yep, that's what you want. The Goldilocks number, not too hot, not too cold, and to keep those bears at bay. Ah, there we go. Yeah, right. All right, of course, the other <laughs> data point next week too is the latest read on uh, inflation in the States with the CPI too. Yeah, uh, I don't think anything else needs to be said, right? We all, we've all we all become very well-versed in, uh, in what the narrative is there. Inflation keeps going up, rate hikes become more aggressive, stocks go down. Uh, I don't know what the number is forecast to be necessarily. I think it's uh, 6.8 or thereabouts. Right. Um, no, actually, that was June. So, um, yeah, it was look, a, I mean, yeah. they, the, of course, the, the really, I think, consensus is that it has peaked. So it's a question of where to from here. Yes. And in fact, just a piece of trivia because I just like to throw things in there because it makes me feel relevant to, to, to people listening, is uh, Jeffrey Gundlach, the famous uh, bond investor, uh, suggesting that with a drop in yields this week that his favourite um, indicator, forward-looking indicator of where yields should be and has been considered or called the, the Gundlach ratio, the copper-gold ratio is down in and, and in da- indicating the 10 years should be somewhere around 2%, which is a bit of a you know bearish signal as well. But um, again, it goes back to that notion that inflation is peaking and that uh, buy bonds wear diamonds, I guess. All right. So look, let's uh, let's call it a day because we've got yes. another big week coming next week, of course, oh. with that data. But also earnings really getting underway here too. It's coming. It's a coming. I can feel it in the <laughs> winds. It's a <laughs> All right. Do we talk about it now or do we wait, no. wait until the deluge? Let's, no, no, let's, we'll wait until then, I think. Uh, give it time. Just I think, give us two days to prepare. Yeah, a couple of days off just to prepare ourselves. Dead right. <laughs> hey, Kyle, enjoy your weekend. You too, mate. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.